like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Welcome to the Jumping Scared Podcast. My name's Alex, and I'm joined, as always, by my twin brother, Eric. Uh, This is normally the part of the episode where I say, I'm excited to be bringing this to you guys this week. Unfortunately, I'm going to deviate a little bit because I am not so excited to be bringing forth this topic this week, as we are going to be covering uh, 2013-2014's ABCs of Death, and that is a collection of horror shorts that we're going to get into and uh eric i normally also say like oh i don't know how you're feeling but i kind of feel like i know how you're feeling but i'm going to turn it over to you anyways and see what you think about kind of what your mind is at right now yeah until you deviated there from your standard intro i was debating on how i would respond to your question above are you excited because i mean yes i'm excited to do a podcast because that's fun the topic i won't say leaves a lot to be desired because i don't think you should use the word desire when it comes to this movie <laughs> or else you're going to end up uh, end up on some sort of list somewhere. And I don't think that's what most of our viewers nor I want to do. Uh, so, yeah, I think you put it in a good way. Excited to do the podcast. This is a very weird one. Weird is a very good word. And just a quick correction. I said 2013, 2014. It's actually 2012. I didn't have my notes pulled up. So 2012, ABCs of Death. And just to give a very broad strokes uh, explanation of this movie, it is not really a movie. It's a collection of 26 individual horror shorts. Each one is uh, directed by a completely different director. Each one's about five minutes long. Um, So it's not really a, a cohesive movie. Everything is really completely standalone. Uh, which I thought was a really cool concept. That's kind of all I knew about the movie going in. And Eric's like, oh, do you want to do this? And we ha- then we have a kind of spin-off game that we'll get into a little bit later. So it was kind of a, oh, yeah, we'll do this fun thing. We'll do this movie. And then we'll do the um, kind of game afterwards. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Horror shorts, 26 different ones. This sounds really cool. Um, this is a, an example where a low IMDb rating could potentially give you a good opportunity to steer clear. We didn't heed that rating. I think it's like 4.7 or something. Um, yeah, like Eric was saying, this is just a very weird experience, and I honestly, I feel a little, I'm not going to say embarrassed, but we, we didn't even make it past, Eric made it to N, and I made it to, or Eric made it to O, and I made it to M, so about, about halfway, just over halfway from me, and, uh, weirdly enough, this is like a pretty well-known anthology series like sure. even if people haven't seen it i think part of the reason why that might be is just because it's a kind of a unique concept and that title sticks with you the abc's of death you can pretty much gauge what that's going to be or what your expectations can kind of be you know you're getting one short per letter of the alphabet even if you don't see that you're like okay i can kind of picture how this is going to play out You'd be wrong. <laughs> You'd be very wrong and uh, for all of the right reasons. So in this case, stay wrong, friends. Stay yeah. wrong. And this also does kind of, I, I thought it was a fun thing they did. They didn't show the title card till the very end. So you have the full short and then at the end they'll say A is for blank, B is for blank. And so naturally that lends itself to playing a little natural like on your own guessing game. So we're, we'll be talking about the ones we actually guessed right. Not very many did we guess right, but... To, um, to no fault of our own, we were trying our hardest. Yeah. <laughs> it so, just is not easy to do. Yeah, so we've really set this up as something we didn't enjoy. Um, at times, I'm really going to hearken to that because, honestly, this was one of the most arduous 
movie watching experiences I've ever had. Like to, I try, I like had to force myself the second time I started to keep going because I watched 30 minutes, maybe about six shorts the first go. And I was, I was struggling and I was like, so debating whether or not to continue either for the pot or just to, you know, I, I don't like starting movies and not finishing. Like it doesn't really happen very often that if I commit to starting a movie, I usually finish it. So I don't know, to only get halfway here, it's, it's for me is a very big sign of something just not, not being for me. Yeah. And I, I would agree where I didn't necessarily think it, I wouldn't call it arduous. It's just, it's very unnerving and very uncomfortable. And when you start fresh every like five or six minutes with like a new concept, I think like your brain just automatically is like, okay, we can move past this one. Then you're immediately thrown into a whole new scenario where you're just like, okay, I, I've just like built in myself into these imaginary scenarios and I can't do another 13 of them. I'm just, I would be broken. I'd be shattered. I would be mentally uh, put in a dark hole. And is that what I want? I mean, sometimes it can for the right payoff. Um, Based on Googling the remaining 13 stories, it seems like that payoff wasn't going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> some people are like, oh, it really speeds up towards the end. But then I'm looking at some list where like a majority of them are still saying not very good or super weird. And I, every single list I looked at of people ranking like their favorites and least favorites was completely different. And a lot of people like I know one guy put one of my favorites as his least favorite. And I was like, okay, what I'm just, whatever, you know? So, okay. With all this preamble, I think we are just going to go ahead and get into it. And we're going to start with the shorts. Does that sound good to you, Eric? Do you want to kind of lay out any more groundwork or do you feel good? No, I feel ready. Um, we, as we, as we'll go, we'll talk about some of the ones that I think we could recommend as maybe being worthwhile checking out. Um, okay. As, as we go, I think I've rated either one or two over a six out of 10. Okay. Uh, maybe just one and a couple more at six. So, and actually, I guess one more thing before we start. Uh, do you want to? So, this is going to kind of be a two part episode. The first part is going to be talking about the ABCs of death from 2012. And then Eric has prepared a another kind of trivia based game that we're going to play. And uh, do you want to kind of explain just how that's going to work? So, people, if they want to maybe skip this portion, they can be like, oh, <laughs> this, this sounds fun. I'll stick around for the later part. <laughs> sure. So, as an accompaniment to the ABCs of death, we are playing an ABC translation game. Uh, basic premise, it's a very simple game. I took a movie plot or a movie summary or a synopsis, basically whatever the one to two sentence descriptor, descriptor you can find on IMDb. I started off in American English for A, translated it to Bulgarian for B, Bulgarian. and then translated that Bulgarian descriptor to traditional Chinese for C, and then back to American English. <laughs> so it's uh, you lose quite a bit of tonation, Nuance. intonation, and you lose a lot of... If there's any sort of... Um, culturally specific phrase you're, you're toasted yeah <laughs> but i tried to make this easy uh i wanted to give you kind of a pick-me-up after i put i since this was my suggestion to watch this uh series <laughs> i kind of want to give you a pick-me-up and boost your confidence so i'm pretty confident you have a good shot to get all of them um but we'll lay out the framework once we get there yeah and so eric did suggest this the the two-part idea for this i was like oh this sounds a lot of fun and i i started watching this movie the day before he did and i think he went to bed early that night and i was texting him i was like dude text 
what the f <laughs> dude like wake up we <laughs> need to talk like like i was just my mind was was elsewhere after the first like six or so episodes so with and, all that said and well and it's funny because so alex had watched uh, more than i did on the first night and i texted him it can't be that bad and then i he goes you haven't seen what i've seen and so then that second night i watched and got past him and then he texted me saying he was about to start and uh, watch some more. And I'm like, dude, you haven't seen what I've seen. <laughs> and it was accurate. They were, they were both accurate statements. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and just start off with A. And one more small thing. These are kind of grouped by where the directors are from. There's kind of like a Hispanic block. There's kind of an Asian block. Then as we go further, there's this kind of blocks of different uh, heritages of the directors. So we're starting kind of in the Hispanic realm with A. I don't think we have to do the guessing game, so I'll just say we'll say A for Apocalypse is, is the one, number one. And this was guessed incorrectly by both Alex and I. To me, this was a... Uh, this was like one of the ones that had like a promising concept. It didn't have anything like inherently weird about it. Um, basically, it was a woman trying to cash in on an insurance policy for her husband who wasn't dying enough or fast enough for right. her liking. And uh, she kind of took it into her own hands, both metaphorically and physically, to up the pace on that insurance payout. Yeah, and a lot of these definitely walk toe the line between horror and comedy, or at least kind of merge that line. And this one, for sure, for sure, for me, was more of the comedy than a horror. Um, you get a lot of like really gruesome, like stabbing or throwing boiling water or bashing with a frying pan, and it's pretty like the effects aren't perfect, but like you know, his, his hand is kind of like mangled and he's got all these like kind of injuries so this one i thought was they actually kind of did the humor for me well um at first i just as one of my notes i just wrote bad but going back and after watching some of the, the further <laughs> ones this one actually ended up being one i liked more than a lot of the others so a for apocalypse for me was 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 i for sure on the upper half of the ones i've seen i ended up giving this one a four out of ten <laughs> um it, it was just plain it was boring it was boring plain plain jane forgettable very forget yeah i wrote down two things about it and both were like just remembering the plot (laughs) no descriptors after that oh and one more thing for eric um he hasn't probably looked too much into each director i pulled up the notes for the directors so this is by nacho vigolonda vigolondo sorry uh and really he doesn't really have anything super notable there will be a couple directors where you've seen some movies from which will be fun so when we get to that um in the future but this one not so much okay so that's a alex was like yeah eric was was not so good but kind of yeah we'll keep going all right b for bigfoot this This is this is one that i'm pissed i missed the uh missed the guess on because i thought it was just gonna be Spanish and be B for basura. I said that. I, 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 oh my god! I said yeah. I, I, I was like, it's gonna be basura hombre, <laughs> basura hombre, and that's what it's gonna be. But no. Yeah. So this one, I actually, on high, in hindsight, this one was pretty cool. Um, it's basically if you take the subplot of Home Alone two, with like the snow shovel man and like made that's him Home Alone one. Home Alone one. Yeah. Pigeon lady in two. Yeah. Take take the subplot of the neighbor who's always for some reason just carrying around a snow shovel and make him like evil and just let him let him do his thing that's what this movie was and in hindsight it's definitely one of the better ones um it's it's pretty creepy i mean the guy looks looks pretty spooky yeah i think i think it's decent and you know i think it's just kind of funny you have um 
so essentially it's a couple who are watching this girl and the the guy and the girl are trying to get it on and they're the, the little girl is kind of still awake and they're telling her this bedtime story and they're, they're intentionally trying to just terrify her and then it completely backfires because it's what they've told her has come true and actually happened so i thought this one in retrospect was also one that was definitely above average i liked bigfoot a bit more than apocalypse bigfoot was maybe i didn't really rate it strongly but probably top top three or top five for sure for me of, of the ones i saw yeah leaning outside of the uh, top five for me maybe top seven is more accurate um i think i gave it a lower i gave it a five out of ten i think i gave it an extra point down just because i was triggered that it wasn't basura or something yeah that was annoying title. and this is also by adrian garcia bogliano it's also nothing very notable the first few directors kind of all have nothing notable but i'm just going to say their names to, in case anyone's like oh no he did something notable and you can you can chime in but for the most part, I tried to really hit their IMDb and see if there's anything I recognized or anything I somewhat recognized and, and then include that. Okay, C4 Cycle. This is by Ernesto Diaz Espinosa. Another one, nothing super notable outside his uh, filmography. Um, <laughs> for me, this one, like, the filming quality was just... It just felt like a student film and an intro to film course. Like, the, it just... It, it felt like they were using, like, a... Like a, like a like a Rite Aid, you know how Rite Aid used to give you those disposable video cameras? That's what it felt like. <laughs> it felt like then, then they edit it for you together. Um, it, it just like was, the, the quality was so weird. I think the, the concept is interesting and trying to do a time loop narrative in four to five minutes is not easy. And I think they ended up kind of doing some, some, some cool parts with it, but it overall just didn't work for me. Yeah, this one, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Primer. Uh, I, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. So I, I apologize to anybody who inadvertently just got turned on, who's one of the freaks who is obsessed about the movie <laughs> Primer, and anytime it gets referenced, they have to put their two cents in. And uh, so I apologize if you're now overly enthusiastic, but this movie is a little short. It's very highly reminiscent of Primer. Uh, it's the uh, age-old question of if there's multiple versions of you, how does that work? Uh, kind of similar idea to the end of spoiler alert. The uh, <laughs> end <laughs> they don't of the, spoiling. The end of uh, okay, then I won't spoil. <laughs> yes, you can't say spoiler alert without and like, and spoiling everything. And maybe. it's a classic movie, so I won't say <laughs> it. Um, but I thought this one was actually one of my higher ranked ones. I gave it a six out of ten. Okay. I thought. Um, Outside of the like the fact that when he got choked, he like started bleeding out of his mouth without any like lacerations, that was kind of weird to me. Maybe it can happen if you get your windpipe crushed and then there's some sort of internal bleeding. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a. Or am I? No, I wouldn't say say that. Um, <laughs> so this one I gave a six out of ten, which is so far the highest. So far, I'm in my mind. I'm like, okay, four first, five second, six. It's third. gonna keep going. We are on a roller coaster. <laughs> going for eight, ten, ten, ten. But unfortunately, well, so D, so we're going to go ahead and for D. D for dogfight, which I guess correctly, and Eric, you also did. Our first uh, mutual which, guess and individually. Which if you've well. seen this one, I think it's a pretty obvious guess. Um, this is literally a, it's like essentially a fight club type environment where a man is fighting a dog. Um, you get the twist at the end that apparently the dog was previously owned by this man. He sticks him on the other owner who had either stolen him or somehow got to hold him um i don't know this one was really weird for me like it, this one was just that that there's a couple of these these movies that were just so weird that i had so many struggles with like aspects of it that i couldn't really appreciate it as a 
as like an art piece, I guess. Like it just was so out there for me. I almost couldn't really connect with it. So as a side note to that, or as a counterpoint, I thought stylistically and like the, the filmography of this was actually pretty cool. It was, it was better. It was for sure better than all the previous. For what they were trying to do, I think the way it was shot was done really well. I would agree. This was actually by far my favorite. Okay, so I was wondering. So this one, I probably... This, of the ones that have happened, I would probably put this and Bigfoot together and then the other one slower. This one ended up scoring a two full two points higher than any other short. You gave this an eight. I gave this an eight out of ten. Wow, okay. So for me, like things that are detracting, like there's essentially this scene where there's a slugfest between the dog and the man where they're like, the man's punching the dog in the face and the man or the dog is kind of hitting him in the face or like trying to bite him so i don't know like there too much silliness for the serious vibe that overall was kind of prevalent so it it was just kind of a kept shifting tones like tonal shifts that were just kind of hard for me to you know when you have a five five minute short when you have that many tonal shifts it's kind of weird for me it's not really a you know what i'm trying well, to say i do um but so let me let me defend my my rating a little bit i know you're not attacking it but, but, but I, before you say that I, I i saw a lot of love on this online when i was looking up other people's ratings okay. too so i i see that a lot of people agree with you well i mean this this movie the concept literally is humanizing the idea of like a dog fight yeah. it's giving you that emotion of okay if you still want to do a dog fight let's put a person in one of the dog's shoes and you can kind of see what the comparison would be uh, and I thought it was, I just thought it was fun. I mean, it was like only five or six minutes. It got its point across super well. Um, I can, I could understand the criticism that those like hand hand combat <laughs> scenes, yeah. they were certainly silly, but I mean, I enjoyed them still. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, the way they did it to make it silly also made it less gruesome towards like the actual dog itself. So, and then the, the ending, how it uh, came back full circle and they became unloyal to their, I guess owners mm-hmm. and uh, tacked the shit out of them was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And this one also was directed by Marcel Sarmiento, who worked uh, in some capacity on the Invitation as an editor, and also on VHS Viral, which I think is the third VHS, which I have not seen. I've seen the first two, but not VHS Viral. So. And the Invitation is a kind of an underrated movie that we both enjoyed heavily, which we'll get to later because we have the actual director for that coming oh, up. Oh, very cool! All towards the end. Very but, cool. Yeah. Okay. So E for Exterminate. This is a uh, kind of one of the rare female directors we have for this. It's Angela. 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 Okay. I'm trying to like pronounce it in an accent. I'm, I'm sorry. Very, I'm taking it back. It's very Angela Venice. Um, she's actually much more known as an actress. She played Carrie in 2002's adaptation of. Carrie, the Stephen King uh, Carrie. Was that before, or so that was before the Chloe Grace Moretz? So yeah, was like it, was in be- it was in between the more well-known Carries. Okay. Um, and then also Girl Interrupted is a pretty popular movie she was in. So uh, this one I saw some love for online, but I just did not vibe with this at all. It's essentially a spider who gets really kind of amored with attacking this man who, who lives in, in the same apartment as him. And so it's kind of like this battle between the man and the spider and then I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy it. It was it was too kind of out there for me. It was like the perspective of a spider essentially stalking this man, and I just didn't really get it. Yeah, even though it was kind of had nothing to do with the first one, the A for is for Apocalypse. I like have the exact same amount to say about it. Yeah. I gave it a four. Uh, it seemed it's just kind of like I don't know. I made it me think of like the age old 
uh, spider bites you, then the eggs pop out your face. It was kind of along that concept. I just, I don't know. Didn't vibe with it. Thought it was meh. Didn't want to say much more about it. Yeah, and I think we can pretty much just end those shorts that we don't really care about with those that amount of remarks because there's going to be more of those, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about the forgettable ones because there's some even if we hated are for certainly less forgettable. So as uh, as I say that, we're going to move on to F, and F is for fart, mm-hmm. which we both guessed correctly. Yes, uh, debating between flashlights and fart, I think, but <laughs> both guessed correctly. So At the, the end of the day, you just had to ask yourself, would the director of this short really have the audacity to get kitschy and say flatulence when he could have just been crude and said fart? Yeah. And the answer to that question after watching this and finishing it was clearly he was going for crude and would say fart. Yep. And this is, so this is kind of entering our Asian block of directors now. So we have this uh, by Noboru Iguchi, who I didn't recognize these titles, but he has movies such as Machine Girl and Mutant Girl Squad, which I think, Eric, if you can kind of think of those titles, he seemingly has a bit of a style that he, he kind of prefers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this was... This was a strange... I mean, no, I can't say this is a strange one. This was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, period. Yes, it had a... I got, like, like right away, you could kind of get, like, a Battle Royale vibe. Like, just, like, the very, very first very 30 beginning. seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my first comment was, what's a god to a non-believer? <laughs> I, I like that. I was like, hmm, is this girl, like, questioning our religious society? And then, mm-hmm. no, that's not really uh, why we're going with that. Yeah, it's it also it reminded me of Battle Royale. Then it kind of reminded me of American Gods with the goddess who would swallow people whole as she's boning them. Uh, I forget what her name was. Yeah, I don't so those two concepts, but then make both of them infinitely weirder and worse. Uh, should we just say what happens? Yeah, let's just do a very brief synopsis here. So, like the title suggests, uh, the fart is uh, the fart is used quite uh, prolifically in, in this short. At the beginning, to set the stage, the, our main character farts, and she thinks nobody can see her. But then the person she looks up to a lot has observed her, and she's like, "Oh, I saw you fart." And uh, then apparently a volcano is erupting nearby and spewing tox- toxic gas. The people outside are dying, but our main girl says. Oh, this to her person that she looked up to. Oh, I would much rather die from your gas than from the gas of the volcano. So, the person she looks up to pulls down her pants like all the way, farts in her face from inches away, which uh, then sucks, <laughs> sucks our main character into her butt, um, and then or the girl she looks up to also then somehow becomes inside her, and they start kissing, yeah. and they are surrounded. And when she farted, there was literally like a visible like plume of a yellow gas and then but then the movie ends as they're inside each other embracing and yeah seems like they're in some sort of post-fart purgatory and honestly um i thought this move this short was going to end like four times before it did and each time it didn't end it somehow added something that was weirder than what it was already doing like you within a minute you're just like okay what the f is going on and then it increasingly gets weirder and worse and weirder um i don't i don't think i want to critically analyze this i, I gave, don't i gave it a one out of ten just because there were scenes that made me laugh and if you can make me laugh which i 
I, I don't know if it was ironic or not. I feel like, sure. <laughs> it's just, this is a horror anthology, which is what I was expecting. And this is not delivering on anything, any component of what I would expect a horror anthology to contain. I, which, and so I'll, I'm just going to, to close this out, I'm just going to read a note I made. Uh, at this point, I had a sub, sub note in my, in my notes that said, WTF is life. I am livid that this is how I'm spending my time twice. Once to watch it, and then once again to talk about it on the podcast. I'm so close to pulling the plug at this very moment. And we are at letter F. So, yes. Okay, moving forward to G for Gravity. This is by director Andrew Trauki, um, which, Eric, this is exciting for you. He directed The Reef, which is one we've actually seen, seen together, a uh, shark movie. He also has another um, movie called Black Water, which from the poster looked like maybe Crocodile. So he seemingly has a really kind of maybe he has personal fears of the water which i think is a really thalassophobia pre- prevalent yeah thalassophobia good reference good uh, it's a very pervasive fear a lot of people have this i mean it's essentially a fear of the unknown you don't know what's below you mm-hmm. um this was actually one of my favorites it's a essentially a it's almost like a person wearing a gopro as they go surfing and it's, it's kind of just following this person and it's, it's a bit unsettling because it essentially is this like i don't know what's below me and then eventually he gets pulled underneath and you don't know what's happening you never see a monster you never see even a shadow but it's just he's going out surfing and then he's pulled below his board and you see the board as the last shot which this one i thought was honestly a really good short this was this was my, my probably my favorite one yeah, it was all first-person perspective. It had a low-budget feel, which is what you kind of want for that scenario because you it take really takes you there. Yeah, you can almost put yourself in the surfer's shoes or lack thereof. Hey <laughs> um, Yeah, this was also one of my favorites. It ended up being um, tied for second highest rating. I gave it a six out of ten. Uh, in hindsight, I'd probably give it a seven. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, hearing it's from the same director as the Reef is pretty cool. I could I could picture that the uh, the Reef I feel like is an underrated shark movie. It's one of my where would I put it? Probably top three, like maybe third. Third? That's so we've talked about this before. But Eric is a I, I'm not gonna say a shark movie guy. Eric is a more than a guy. He really really likes shark movies. So top three from him. When you know Jaws is at number one. So that, that's, that's, he's fighting with one other movie to make that top three. I'm bumping it down to four, but four is, is high praise. It's very well done. It's very fun. Uh, it's not kitsch. Well, it's not very kitschy, uh, which is hard to do for a shark movie. And it's, it's only five maintained. minutes, so it's, it's really hard to compare to an actual movie, I guess. Oh, oh you're talking about the reef. You can't just like let me think about it and then knock it a <laughs> few, few minutes out on it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Gravity's one I could... See, well, here's the problem. I gave it a 6 out of 10, but I'm also not going to say, hey, go watch this to somebody. No, I wouldn't either. Because it's, it's just... It's just. It's, it's not that... No, it's a, nothing it's, from this was... I don't think there was any single short of this that I would recommend, honestly. Like, personally recommend, like, you should watch this. Honestly, if I were to recommend one, I would recommend Fart. <laughs> <laughs> just for the... I mean, that's the one I shared with uh, with Jason, our older brother, if you guys it, remember from podcast number five about our favorite horror movie yes. scene. Because, like, it's just so absurd. But it's not... It's not a horror short. It's not... Like, it's not inter- interesting. It's just weird. Like, that is what it is. It's just weird. And I, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not entertained or interested in that. You know, it's it's got to have more substance. It just, I'm not like, 
looking for something that's just going to make me uncomfortable or make me feel weird. I don't, I don't really vibe with that. Some people are like, oh no, this is like the most memorable one from the short or from the series. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, if something's memorable, it doesn't make it good. This is, I mean, if this is the picture you want to paint and this, you want this to be your first of the line representative, then uh, big old yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving right forward, we've got, uh, let me, let me step in real hit quick. Let's okay. just blaze through H and I, if you don't mind, we'll mention them, but H- I'm actually, well, I, I like I, but we can, <laughs> okay. we can do that. So yeah, H hydroelectric diffusion, Thomas Kapalin mauling, literally two credits, including ABCs of death. This one was a weird combination of a, a animalistic strip club with Nazi battle bots and that's all I have to say about it, honestly. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it's I didn't like, like it. It's like uh, the furries meets World War Two, And uh, it was like a, a itchy and scratchy kind of mixed with furries and World War Two. Yeah. Okay. I is for ingrown. Jorge Mi, Mi, Michel Grau. Um, he worked on uh, We Are What We Are. Another oh, one yes. we've seen. That was the one with the two girls raised by the cannibals. really strict parent, and then, yeah, they become cannibals. Yeah, that was a that's a cool poster. <laughs> I, for some reason, I like can always picture that poster, and um, it's a good poster. Honestly, it's a good poster. Oh gosh, <laughs> I feel like a second seat is coming. Okay, uh, I'll keep talking about this. Um, honestly, I don't remember anything about Ingrown. All I did was write that she was bound in a bathtub. Yeah, I thought this one was this was probably my third favorite. So yeah, it's um, the cinematography I thought was pretty good. You have a prisoner woman who's kind of tied in the bathtub. You have an assailant with a syringe. Uh, she's like scratching at herself, drawing blood, and it's just like a, I don't know. It's a creepy kind of. This is what I was looking for, like at least horrific kind of shorts. This was the only one that really made me feel like I was watching a horror movie, or one of the more so ones at least. So this one I actually kind of liked. Ingrown, probably my top three. I gave it a four out of ten. Oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> like it as much. But you also, I mean, you're coming off of, uh, eh, okay, well. Anyway. And I didn't mention it, but for the fans, H was hydroelectric diffusion, and uh, I gave it a three. Okay. Um, J, I'm not going to pronounce this right, we have... Jidai Geki, which is parentheses samurai movie. Um, this is by director Yudai Yamaguchi, who also has nothing notable really to his filmography. Um, this one was very forgettable to me. <laughs> I, I made very few notes. Um, Japanese guys were making faces at each other while fighting. The only thing I noted that I thought was funny was like one of the guys' eyes started knocking together like one of those desk toys where you pull a marble <laughs> out and it knocks the main ones over and hits the other one and then it keeps going back and forth and back and forth. That was one of the two comments I had written down. <laughs> I remember very little about this. The second one, um, I wrote down that the blood sound effect sounded like you were eating grapefruit with your bare hands and like it hadn't been cut before. Uh, I believe you. I don't, I don't remember it though. Oh, yeah, man. this one pissed me off too because I knew it was gonna be about like samurai something, but I couldn't picture like what the J would be, and then they give us that bullshit Japanese right. name. Yeah, like, okay. Because like, oh, okay. at this point, no one of the only saving graces to this whole experience was is me getting, getting the quick gratification of maybe getting a title right. Which at this point we are through J, and we have each only gotten two correct. Yep. All right, moving forward, we've got K4 Klutz. This is by director Anders Morgenthaler. Nothing notable to his filmography. Um, this is an anim- it opens with an animation of a middle-aged woman, po- middle-aged woman pooping, um, which is to me was meeting expectations for the, this overall collection. And then her poop becomes sentient and eventually shoots back into her butt, comes out through her mouth, leaving her to bleed out. Yeah, this one is actually in my top four. <laughs> I like. I thought the animation style was great. 
but the the substance was just so so silly to me that I had a hard time. I I like I liked the animation, but the substance to me was just ridiculous. Well, at this at this point, I could not care less what sort of. <laughs> like theme or what sort of genre i'm supposed to be watching i just want i just wanted something to like hang my hat on that's fair and i could definitely hang my hat on this one the only thing i wrote down is poop fights back (laughs) and uh it was fun it was was a fun one it was super silly it it reminded me of something so specific and i still haven't been able to peg it um but yeah the style of animation was super fun and it's it's uh this this is honestly one i would potentially recommend too yeah, it's it's weird, but uh, I, I don't know. They're all weird, so okay. L for libido. This is by director Timo Tiahanto, who worked on VHS two Killers, Headshot. Slightly bigger name than most of the previous directors in the sense that he has more notable directorial references. Oh, this is one I saw get a lot of love online, but for me, it was just. It was too much. It was like, so I said before, like, it was too weird for me to connect with. I'm just going to describe the very basic plot. Um, <laughs> Can I do it? I yeah, that's go, the only go thing for I wrote it. Go for down. it. Yeah, go for it. Um, so it's a jack off contest, and the loser gets poked in the sphincter real hard. Uh, yeah, like sphincter to mouth. Yes, yeah, sphinct- all the way through. It's like a, they're basically in these, bound to these chairs, and there's a hole where their pooper is, and a uh, pointy rod get shot up there if you don't shoot your load first yeah and this movie this short also features a woman uh, in a wheelchair masturbating with a prosthetic leg it also features a woman who has an eye in her vagina actually two women with eyes in her vaginas um this uh also there was a slight implication maybe of a man raping a child towards the end this was just too much for me and i don't really want to talk about it more i gave it a zero and i'm okay to move on all right <laughs> that's perfect and this is uh this is one that I did not guess the title right because I think I was just like... I nope, that was me too. I, I don't even think I like thought about trying to guess. I just saw... Oh, no. Like, my guess was Lust. That was my oh, guess. Okay, I did guess Lust too now that I think about that. Okay. Um, M for Miscarriage. This is one I guessed correctly. My last one I guessed correctly. And I this is the last one I saw. Eric saw two more than me. Um, so this one, maybe I'll, I'll kind of lead because so you're going to lead the next two. This is um, by far the biggest director who is present in... Uh, in this film we have ty west who is a really big name in horror um the innkeepers the sacrament the house of the devil vhs he has really done a ton and all of those movies i've just said i would recommend honestly sacrament was great uh house of the devil great in- innkeepers pretty good vhs pretty good so uh i liked that this is um I also, though, noted, though, somehow this is the second short that opens with a woman having issues seemingly with poop in a toilet, ends up not being poop. Um, you kind of get turned upside down. And this one actually really shocked me. I was not expecting it. You essentially see this woman is um, really dedicated to then fly, like using a plunger to get this miscarriage that she had into the toilet uh, down the drain, which left me feeling kind of like, whoa, man, that's uh, it's kind of heavy. So this one was also one that I would probably put towards the top of my list. Okay. My note-taking got worse as the uh, collection went on. And honestly, I couldn't remember exactly what happened, and your your descriptions uh, kind of angered me because I, I wrote down one thing, and it was just woof. <laughs> <laughs> and now I remember why I wrote that. So I gave this a 2 out of 10. Oh, okay. Disagreement, but that's all right. So Eric, you're going to leave these next two because I have not seen them. Okay. But if you, can you wait till the end is for blank at the end and see if I can guess just based on how you talk about it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, N, we are starting with 
Uh, it, the basic idea is there is a man who seemingly has trained this bird to help him propose to his girlfriend. So like he has the bird go get the ring and then say, well, you marry me. And then she's like, oh my God, yes. But then the bird starts kind of incriminating the man on an affair he was having. And it actually is hilarious. Like the, <laughs> I, I just, one of the only things I wrote down was that the bird trolls the ever loving shit out of an Asian guy's <laughs> proposal. And uh, it, this one actually is pretty funny. I gave it a six out of 10. Okay. Uh, honestly, I'd recommend just peeping that since you're already 13 deep, you might yeah. as well okay. check one more. And then if you've got any guests here. And it's for nuptials. And it's for nuptials. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Even so somehow I described that better than the movie did because I did not get that correct. <laughs> and the last one is O. This one actually was unique too. I gave it a five out of ten. Um, it's basically it's two different plays and it kind of goes back and forth between the one and two. So it starts off with a woman getting head from somebody. And then like do they're doing BDSM play, and then like the shots, it's like very like cutty back and forth. But then it cuts from like the BDSM play to like her getting zipped up into a body bag, and like going back and forth and seeing like which one's real. Is they are they having this BDSM sexual relationship, or is she getting put in a body bag and getting like taken off to the morgue? And it was pretty unique um, in the way it was shot. It was kind of a, I'm trying to remember. It was definitely one of the most unique film styles. Okay. Um, so that's that's O is for oral orgasm. <laughs> All right, I was I was in the ballpark, and that is uh, as far as either of us made it. So we apologize to anybody else who was hoping to catch the second half of the alphabet. I'm gonna guess Z is for Zamboni. Yeah, Z is for. Uh... Zeitgeist. Not so zesty. Um, we're just uh, not so interested in finishing. And uh, to anyone who really liked this series and disagrees with us, hit us up with why you disagree with us and give us some of your recommendations for your favorites. Apparently, if there's maybe some in the future that we missed that we didn't get to, let us know. Um, I'd actually rather not hear from you. <laughs> I don't want to be acquainted with people who found this uh, suitable to defend on the internet or even in person. So... Um, you can hit up Alex, but keep my name out of it. I, I don't want to know about this at all. Honestly, I'm quite content with moving past this and never thinking about this series ever again, outside of the name being cool. Yeah, as, as Eric says that, we are going to now take our halfway break to prepare for the next game that we're going to be playing. So hopefully he's probably going to be thinking about it a bit more because our game is an ABC-themed game. Um, so with that being said, here's our segue into round number two with our game.
children will never know how this ended. And we are back, and now Eric is ready to take us to a ABC's trivia-based game for language edition that we described earlier, so Eric, take us away. Yeah, just to give you a quick little recap here, we are going to be playing a game in which I took a brief plot synopsis for a horror movie, started with American English for A, translated it to Bulgarian for B, translated that translation to Chinese for C, and then translated that translation of a translation back to English. So uh, some phraseology's a little funky, some wording's a little off, but uh, hopefully you'll be able to guess these these uh, synopses. So. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited. This sounds like a really fun challenge. So uh, I'm excited to get right into it. And so this one's going to be for no points. I'm just going to kind of show you how it works and show the viewers how it works. Uh, the synopsis is, the secretary of Phoenix assigned $40,000 to his employer's yeah. client, running and running into a remote hotel run by a young man under his mother's rule. Yeah. And so that would be 1960s Psycho. So I will give you one hint only after each synopsis. If you can't get it, I'm expecting you to do pretty well. Do I, get, do I get bonus points for year or director, or is it just title? Just title. Just title. If you need a hint i'll give you the year but that's all you're getting Ooh, the hint is just the year okay okay all right i'm i'm thinking you can do pretty well i made this pretty easy but uh we'll, we'll see all right take, I've, take I've been, me there i've been let down before <laughs> by me <laughs> i won't go any further okay the first clue or the first synopsis five friends went to a remote hut for a holiday they got more than they wanted and found the truth behind the hut in the woods. Um, that sounds too much like Cabin in the Woods to not be Cabin in the Woods. I'm just trying to confirm. There, There is five of... Yeah, I'll go Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in yeah. the Woods, there's one. One for one. Like I said, this is going to be pretty easy, but maybe a couple, couple tough ones in there. Second, a group of friends encountered a yacht accident and sought refuge in the voyage on the high seas, but soon realized that they were better on a spinning yacht. Oh, man. I, I feel like that's got to be a triangle. But that's a little more obscure for a general audience, but that sounds a lot like triangle. You know what? Just I'm going triangle. Triangle it is. <laughs> if you haven't seen Triangle, no spoilers, but I think you should check it out. It's a really uh, kind of fun movie, and it's got a cool concept without spoiling it, because if you try to get into spoilers, it's going to ruin it a bit. So Certainly agree. Number three. After being under house arrest, a young woman was forced to return home from her childhood, where she suspected something hidden by evil. Whoa! After being under house arrest, a woman, a young woman. So house arrest, young woman. I was initially thinking housebound, but that's not correct because she doesn't return home after the fact. Well, huh? Can you say it one more time? Sorry. After being under house arrest, a young woman was forced to return home from her childhood, where she suspected something hidden by evil. Honestly, I'm just going to go housebound. That's, that is it. Okay, housebound, let's go. Uh, uh, the Kiwi 
2014 yeah. film. Yeah, Aust- Australian. Yeah. No, New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. That's why I say kiwi. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hopefully we've got uh, no guests listening. That would be... I don't know the difference. Utterly offended. <laughs> All right, number four. The monster spirit of the murdered cleaners tried to retaliate by entering the dreams of the parents who were responsible for their premature death. <laughs> Can I get a repeat, but also slower? Because <laughs> that was there was a lot going on there. The monster spirit of the murdered cleaners tried to retaliate by entering the dreams of the parents who were responsible for their premature death. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Like the very like, there's a very small element that sounds Nightmare on Elm Street of that, but I don't think because like entering the parent, like the parents are are the ones that are hiding it from the the dreams of the children. But the cl- cleaners, I think that's just got to be complete mistranslate. But w- one more time, and then I'll make a guess. The monster spirit of the murdered cleaners tried to retaliate by entering the dreams of the parents who were responsible for their premature death. You know what? I'm just going to go Freddy, uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. God, oh, man. gosh. <laughs> this is... Oh, that was that was tricky. Bad in a thousand. You, I think you've got to slowly realize that you can't really trust your instincts no. too much. Yeah. All right. Four for four. When their companions appeared and began to intimidate them, the peaceful rest on the family beach became confusing. Companions joining of peaceful rest on the beach. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Can I get one more time? I have an idea. When their companions appeared and began to intimidate them, oh. the peaceful rest yeah. on the family beach it. became confusing. I think this is a recent-ish one. Is it Eden Lake? It is not. Oh, that sounded that sounded a lot like Eden Lake, right? Yeah, it, it sounds exactly like Dang Eden Lake. it. Uh, uh, the year is twenty nineteen. Oh, twenty nineteen. Peace. When their companions appeared and began to intimidate them, the peaceful rest on the family beach became confusing. 2019, peaceful rest on the beach. Huh. Oh man, yikes, this is not jumping out at me. 2019 horror film. There's not that many that have come out. Huh. It's 10. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working, I'm working. 7, 6, 5. Has there been a shark movie? 3. To pass, it is us. Oh man! Okay, <laughs> quite a bit was lost in translation. Oh, okay, I should I should have thought that. Though. The original actually has doppelgangers in the descriptor, and that is completely gone. Seemingly, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, four for five. A woman who lives with her two sensitive children in her dark old house is convinced that the home is haunted. Hmm, okay, that's gotta be uh, the others, Nicole Kidman. That is correct, five out of six. 
Two young, violent men brought the mother, father, and sons hostages to the resort and forced them to play sad games for each other's own entertainment. <laughs> sad games, I think, was a pretty good hint. That sounds a lot like the super weird, sadistic, uh, funny games. I'm going to go with funny games. All right, that is six out of seven. Let's go. Also, if you haven't seen Funny Games, that is a very weird ride to try on your own. It's a very interesting... And there are two versions. The original, which I think was uh, Norwegian? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Western European. I don't remember the... And then a shot-for-shot remake that was made ten years later. Which we've only seen... I've, I've, I've only, seen both. Okay, I've only I've seen, seen the, the American remake, which I, I also thought was interesting but weird and, and good kind of i think it's a good movie the uh, the new one has nev campbell if you're into that okay um did i say seven for eight uh should be i think i've All only right. missed us based on the true story of two divers who accidentally stayed in the shark waters yeah. after hiking boat left <laughs> after hiking boat left fire that's gotta be um Oh no, I know the movie. Just give me a second to think about the actual title. Um, it's the one with the the man and woman, the husband wife, uh, who are going like uh, snorkeling or scuba diving with a group, and they're left alone. Open water. That is there. We go. <laughs> Took me a second there. All right, that is eight for nine. Three girls were abducted by a man who was diagnosed as twenty three different characters. They must try mm, to escape yeah. before the terrible new 24th. That was maybe the... Well, the end makes no sense, but the the description, I think, was maybe one of the easiest. That's got to be split. Nine for ten. Yeah. On the weekends, a young couple refused to let anything destroy their romantic holidays and faced a group of young people. They brought very cruel consequences. Oh, are we getting a... A uh, revisit from a previous wrong guess here because that also sounds a lot like Eden Lake. Can I get a can I get a repeat real quick? On the weekends, a young couple refused to let anything destroy their romantic holidays and faced a group of young people. They brought very cool, cruel consequences. This one sounds if this, if I guess Eden Lake incorrectly twice, I'm going to be furious. This one sounds so much like Eden Lake, so I'm going Eden Lake. This is Eden Lake. <laughs> That's, all, that's a good movie too if you haven't seen it. There's been uh, some good recommendations from this this guessing uh, yeah, guessing it's a, group. It's a 2011 movie. Michael Fassbender before he kind of got popular from some of the X Men movies and a couple other action movies. Uh, unfortunately, his Snowman movie was a flop last year. You were excited about that too. Yeah, it looked amazing. Sound amazing. It's called The Snowman. He's a police investigator for a serial killer whose calling card is a snowman. The trailer looked brutal though. Brutal Brutally bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are down to our final four. See if you can't finish above what I said you could do. I said 13, maybe all of them. Yeah, so. yeah. A couple of alternative nannies are bigger than they trade when they put their children in a series of distorted activities. Uh-oh. <laughs> a series of nannies put their children in distorted activities? Um, huh. a couple of alternative a couple of alternative nannies are bigger than they trade when they put their children in a series of distorted activities. Yikes! This one is not jumping out at me at all. Um, 
Hmm. Like literally, there's like not even a guess. Distorted nannies, like so. This is a horrible guess, and I don't think it's right, but I'm just going to say the babysitter. That is incorrect. Yeah, year is 2015. Um, 2015. I'll give you a semi-other hint. It's still a year. I want to say you saw this in 2018. 2015 that I saw in 2018. Nannies putting their children in... What the heck? Oh man, this one is not like it's just not hitting me at all. I don't want to kill the time. I'm just I'll just I'll just say I'm not thinking of it. Pass. This is Emily. Ah, okay. That's not one that I would have thought of. That's more more a uh, bit more obscure, but that's okay. Darn it. 10 for 12. Not not a huge recommend. Um, I enjoyed it. It's weird. It's certainly weird. But I mean, if we're talking weird compared to ABCs of death, it's completely normal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Final three. Let's see if you can knock them out of the park. When a girl was drowned in the lake, strange things started to happen. You better not have gone Lake Mungo on me. Um, that's the only thing that jumps out at me. When neither of us liked Lake Mungo, and that's a pretty popular, um kind of smaller horror movie but neither of us are into it at all um girl drowning in a lake though that's the only thing that's jumping out at me is lake mungo oh you did it didn't you um yeah lake mungo lake mungo is correct (laughs) oh i can't believe it why would you go lake mungo (laughs) gotta keep you on your toes you do i guess all righty uh final two a young couple living in an isolated holiday home Frightened three unknown attackers. Oh, that's that's easy. That's one of the easier ones we've had. That's got to be The Strangers. It is The Strangers. I liked that one because it flips the script that these holiday visitors are the ones who are frightening these strangers. <laughs> so, um, all right. You're up to 12 out of 14. Let's see if you can get that 13 number. That's what we're going for. One year after her mother was murdered... A girl was intimidated by a new assassin who targeted the girl and her friend as part of a deadly game of horror. Ooh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, okay, I got this. This is a definitely a classic, a defining genre movie, I would say. This has got to be the original Wes Craven Scream. That is correct. 13 out of 15. Uh, This was a way for me to take a little bit of the light or the darkness out of the ABCs of death and kind of refresh my uh, perspective of what the alphabet can do for you and what these languages can do for you. Because the ABCs of death got uh, got me intrigued by this concept of playing with the alphabet. Didn't fulfill my... uh, my expectations. So, yeah. So th- this game gave me a different avenue to explore that, and I'm uh, I'm glad it kind of took that that tartar off my teeth. It took that yeah. bad smell out of my nostrils. Yeah. Me and Eric were essentially sorority girls who had tried aristocrat vodka for the first time, and uh, this game was the 
Dr. Pepper chaser to the terrible ABCs of death uh, aristocrat vodka. So. No, I, I wouldn't even go that. I'd go further. I'd say <laughs> we were like on an aristocrat bender and we woke up the next day and this game was our half gallon of chocolate milk. Ooh, I like that. It's 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 beyond the chaser effect. It's actually the recovery. It's to really bring us back to a much more normal semblance of being. I like that. Yeah, and for any of you guys unaware, uh, 14... Or let me let me be podcast specific. Thirteen fifteenths of a half gallon of chocolate milk <laughs> is the best hangover cure a man can buy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is a reference to Eric continually buying a, a half gallon of chocolate milk when he was hungover in college and refusing to finish the last probably 15 percent of it and just leaving a good couple swigs in the bottom almost. Almost every time. There's only so much dairy one man's stomach can handle, <laughs> and it apparently is just a little bit less than a half gallon. And that's that's what uh, some of our podcasts believe. So, um, yeah, this has been a interesting podcast, a weird combination of a movie that or a series of shorts, I guess, that combined into one movie that we didn't so much enjoy, but uh, I think talking about his been educational at least for somebody maybe not for the two people who are talking about it but somebody hopefully you got to take something away from us and if at the at the end of the day if you take away just all right i'll pass on this movie i think we've done uh, done a pretty good job eric i don't know if you'd add anything to add there but no if we've if we have gotten <laughs> anybody uh prevented them from watching this uh then we've definitely done a uh, significant service to our community Yes, I would agree with that sentiment, and uh, thanks for listening, and uh, as always, this has been Jumping Scared. Thanks for tuning in to the Jumping Scared podcast. Have any questions, comments, just want to share your horror movie opinions with us? Feel free to reach us at Jumping Scared Podcast on Twitter or by email, jumpingscared at gmail.com. See you next episode.